This is Bet MGM Tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas 80, That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Goody Ken sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. Seton Hall pulling away from UConn, 66-51, 347 to go in the second half. Duke's got an eight-point lead over Baylor with 318 to go. Early Clippers lead 24-14 over the Mavs as well. Uh, Joel Embiid's going off, guys, just in case you're wondering. We don't even we may not even need to talk about MVP at all and just assume that it's going to be Joel Embiid. He had 39 points at the end of the third quarter for the Sixers. Yeah, 12 consecutive 2010 games. Nobody's done that since Kareem, so, man. It's going to be hard to vote for anybody else, right, if he continues to do this. Agreed. And I don't think it's I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon, man. He's going to continue to put up numbers. I said during the break, maybe Philadelphia is a sneaky pick. Uh, sneaky bet to bet to win the East right now. Like you said, Tristan, you don't know that you fully trust the Celtics. I don't really fully trust the Bucks to play much defense. So who knows, man? Maybe this is Philly's year. God. Famous last words. I was just about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> I, mean, I haven't lost any of their futures. <laughs> so far, They've you're actually good. made me money because I had the Embiid uh, MVP. Well, that... Remember, I, th- I thought that was going to be a loser last year. Came on at the end of the year. Season. Came yeah. on at the end of last, you know, end of last year. All yeah. right, Mike Dettelier jumps on with us. WWL Radio in New Orleans. SaintsReport.com as well. The Saints Rams tomorrow night, Thursday night football. It is tomorrow night, right? The week, the days are blending together this week. I'm going to be totally honest with you. Saints four point dogs at LA, and look, the Saints are certainly Mike in the mix for a division title. They're certainly fighting for a playoff spot right now. But as you go into this game with what you've watched recently from this Saints team, specifically the offense. Does that look like a team that we should have confidence in that could cover this game, or cover tomorrow, I was going to say this weekend, cover against the Rams tomorrow? Confidence? No. (laughs) No, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I've been watching them all year long. I mean, so you don't have a lot of confidence in this team. And just when you think you're fixing to throw in the towel with them, you know, they, they win a couple games. And people say, well, here especially, well, they beat teams that aren't very good. So what? Most of the league is six and seven, seven and seven. I mean, it, it's all you know, mediocre football that we see a lot of. Other than you know, a lot of what we see in the AFC is really good football, and the Forty Niners they are who they are. The re- the rest of these teams all kind of jumbled up, and it's when you catch them, oh, uh, you know, when you play. I think the disappointment with the Saints this year has been you know under Dennis Allen they could hang their hat on being a really good defensive team. You couldn't say that this year. The last couple games, they played really well on defense, gotten a lot of pressure on the quarterback. But, man, they have given up a lot of rushing yardage against teams, and um, they were not efficient in the red zone until the last couple weeks of the season. So um, do I feel confident? No. (laughs) We'll be honest. Do a, because short week having to travel, and uh, you will play without your starting right tackle Ryan Ramchek tomorrow. Yeah, he that's... will not play in the game. Olavi will, and so that's certainly a plus for them to have Olavi in the lineup. Um, the one prop bet I would put money on, 
Jimmy Graham anytime touchdown. God, it feels like it's every week now. Okay, six. He's got six passes, four of them for touchdowns. And he was inactive, a healthy scratch, for at least eight games this year, which is puzzling to me. I'm still kind of not knowing what to say about why, because it's not like their tight ends are lighting the world afire. Uh, but um, so, Jimmy, um, he isn't the player he was certainly in 2012, 2013, that sort of region. But he is still a big target tight end. He knows how to get open in the red zone. Come on, play him more. It's the same way I feel about Taysom Hill. I know he's battling a foot and a, a hand injury, but, uh, you know, for Saints fans and for people covering him, it's perplexing why these guys have not touched the ball more this year. And that, that's been a, a major reason for why you don't have a lot of confidence in them. But, again, every time you fix in the throw the towel, they play pretty well. It's but that is isn't that the NFL? Yep. For what twenty three to twenty four teams in this league that you see the exact same thing. It's like looking at a mirror. The the shock in the NFC West for me has been how well Baker Mayfield has played in Tampa. Oh yeah. I, I think that no one could have predicted that. That he would have played that well and done it really consistently well for a course of time and now they got a little bit of a running game going. So, you know, for the Saints, uh, it's a must-win, but it's a must-win also for the Rams. If they if they can keep a heartbeat alive playoff-wise, the Rams have to win this, and for the Saints, they also have to. Yeah, Mike, like, I didn't know, uh, you know, about Derek Carr coming into the season in that offense. Um, you know, so the offense is kind of like what I expected, but the defensive side of the ball, I've been a little bit let down. How do you feel like they match up against the Rams? Because the Rams don't have a great offensive line, but they have really good wide receivers. Matthew Stafford could still make all the throws. Um, you know, do you think they're going to be able to get some pressure? Because that's how you obviously, you know, beat Matthew Stafford and the Rams. You got to get some pressure on them in this game. No question about it. And you know, a couple of weeks ago we were doing pregame, and they had 18 quarterback sacks. 18. Good gracious. Uh, this is a team when Ryan Nielsen was running the defense, uh, they were in the high to mid 40s. Uh, but in the last couple of weeks, they've got that number up to 30 now, or close to it. So they've been able to get pressure on the quarterback, which we had not seen earlier in the year. The strength of his defense is in the secondary, despite the fact Marshawn Lattimore is not playing. <laughs> That's the crazy part of it. But their secondary has really played well uh, the last month of the season. And so you look at the strength of the Rams, you know, it's Matt Stafford, and they have to affect him tomorrow. That's the key to this game. Uh, last week it was slowing down Saquon Barkley as the runner and receiver, and they were able to do it. Uh, this week it's putting pressure and affecting Matt Stafford and not letting him hit those throws to Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua and, and those guys. And because – one of the things with McVay, he does very well. He sets up the running game with his passing attack. He flips it. You know, for most people, you know, they run the football and they set up the passing. He sets up the running game with his passing attack. And that's how Kyron Williams has been really effective. So I think they match up well in the pitch and catch part of the game. you got to stop the run, and you got to get pressure on Matt Stafford. Yeah, I was just about to ask you about that, actually. So Kyron Williams has been awesome. 
Uh, outside of that game with Saquon Barkley, where I think he only ran for 60 yards, uh, New Orleans Saints 26th in rush defense so far this year. It feels to me, Kyron Williams, his rushing yard number 89 and a half, and it's actually juiced Mike minus 122 the under. I kind of like Kyron Williams to get another 100 yard running game. Tell me I'm crazy. I would bet the under on that because I think that I really believe that they are going to make a concerted effort to slow down Kyron Williams. Uh, and, you know, going into the Giants game, the big thing was Barkley, that they, they did not want Barkley to get to 90 yards uh, rushing. I think he got a little over 50 yards total yes, offense yes, yes, in that so, game. Mm-hmm. Part, uh, it, everything counts now. But what has really burned this Saints team? quarterbacks running and take off with the football and and they played kind of a variety of guys that have just taken off and run with the football and they've had trouble with tight ends mm. covering the tight end so ram tight end prop bet you might want to take a look at that this team has had some real difficulties in covering the tight end this year what do you think this secondary does for the Saints against this uh, Rams passing attack? I know you kind of touched on Matt Stafford a little bit, but uh, we talked to Travis Rogers earlier in L.A. Just, you know, about the, the Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua dynamic that the Rams have where it feels like now they've kind of gone back to getting Cooper Cup involved first. It looks a little bit like the old Cooper Cup that we have. But then you got Puka Nakua on the other side and some of those big plays that he can get. Uh, it, it's it, that's, a, that's a tough task for even this Saints secondary. Yeah, I would... Uh... <clears throat> one-on-one Paulson Adebo, who has really played well this year for the Saints. Uh, Lattimore gets a lot of ink, and deservably so. But I think Paulson Adebo has really played well. I'd hook him up against Cooper Cup. And then i try to rotate some coverage toward Puka's side of the field uh, to give him a little help on that end. Uh, <clears throat> again, though, you can't cover forever. And a big part of the Saints' problem for basically – 65% of the season has been they have gotten zero pass rush. They've gotten very little pass rush. Other than Carl Grandison, they haven't got much of a push. Now, the last couple of weeks, that's changed. They've got some. Listen, when Tano Passano gets three sacks in one game, <clears throat> Tano's never done that in his entire career in the NFL. He gets it in one game, three. Uh, they were really teeing off, but they They've given up a lot of yardage to running quarterbacks, tight ends. All right, now, Matt Stafford is not going to be a dude that's going to take off running with it. Now, if he runs around, it's to buy time to throw it. But I think they match up pretty well in the secondary. I think the second key guy here for the Rams is, is Kyron Williams at running back. I, I, they do not want him controlling the tempo of this game. They know they have to keep this game in the 20s because if it gets into the 30s that's way out of the Saints wheelhouse yeah I, I agree I, I agree I mean I'm I'm uh, I'm cheering for you guys Mike but what I'm really cheering for is unfortunately probably going to be the Wisconsin Badgers I'm guessing LSU is going to win win the game uh, but I mean Jaden Daniels is going to sit out that's not what I want to ask you about though so Jaden Daniels you hear a lot of like Lamar Jackson comps right now and obviously you've seen a lot of Jaden what do you think about him as a pro prospect? And what do you think about him as a top 10 uh, pick in this year's draft? Do you think it happens? I think before it's all said and done, Jaden Daniels will push to be the number one player selected in the 2024 wow. draft. 
when it's all said and done, he's going to be one of the top three players uh, selected. Um, quarterbacks are a premium in the NFL. And the top three teams that they pick it now, not all three need quarterbacks, but I do know one thing, you can make a trade. And you're going to see teams stumbling over one another to get their hands on one of the three. Jaden Daniels, you know, I saw the development of Joe Burrow from 2018 to 2019. I left that Superdome when they beat Clemson that day, and they had reporters follow me because I grew up with Coach Hill, okay? And they were like, man, what a thrill it is. You know, you grew up with him. You see him win the national championship. I was like, guys, listen, I'm thrilled for Ed, and I'm, I'm thrilled for LSU and Louisiana. Yeah. But I'll never live long enough to see a quarterback as good as Joe Burrow. Damn, I didn't even live five years, and I saw it. <laughs> you know, Jane Daniels, uh, his running skills are, are unique because, you know, I've been in doing this now for 35 years. The only two quarterbacks I've seen run the ball uh, with that type of athleticism. Now, Cam Newton was different. He was more of a power runner. Uh, I saw Michael Vick do it at Virginia Tech. He was just awesome, and I saw Lamar Jackson do it uh, at Louisville. He looks like he's gliding. I mean, it's like no effort, and he's getting the crap kicked out of him, uh, you know, at times. He got beat up. He's mentally tough, but he told me at Manning Passing Academy, he said, Coach, I'm going to tell you something. He said, you know what I've really worked on? my medium to longer range throws. He said, I, I didn't trust myself uh, last year, but he said, I got a lot of trust in myself this year. And learning how to throw it differently, just putting it out there and let the guys get under it. And and he worked so hard. Brian Kelly had to chase him out of the film room. When he is going to get interviewed and test, I'm telling you, he is going to be in the conversation for the top overall pick. I don't know if he gets there. I don't know if he beats out Caleb, but uh, I don't think you ever hear his name pass three. I think it'll be he'll be the one, two, or three. It'll be that big of a difference for Jaden Daniels. Great young man, works hard, and he's got a love for the game. Really does. That is as good as it can get. And he's got a burning desire. Now, he's not a fighter like Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe could pick in a fight every day in practice. He wasn't that type of guy here. But, man, he is competitive, tough, and he had to carry two buckets of water this year because LSU's defense, that defense was downright was lousy. Yeah. Yeah, it was so bad. He's 14-1 to 1 to go number one overall. Ooh. I think it's worth a flyer. Uh, hey, hey I, I would take a shot at that because I'm telling too. you, when he is going to test and then one-on-one interviews, you are going to come away and say, wow. That guy is maybe what we're looking for here. And so I would take a shot with that. I don't think he gets to the four pick. Mm. I think somebody either will try to trade for him. If he's not the number one, trade for him at two and three. Because I, I think he's that good of a player. And he is going to scare the ever-loving hell out of every defensive coordinator that got to play up against him. Because <laughs> his running skills are so unique. Yeah. For a big man. I know. I, I tell you what, I, I my commander sit four right now. I hope they move up and get him. I would love to see him in Washington. We got a roll. They got a heart out for us. Mike Dettelier, great to talk to you Thanks, as always, Mike. man. Thanks for giving us the time. All right, y'all take care. Merry Christmas. Oh, man. Jaden Daniels in Washington. I would take that. It's Ben MGM tonight. Be a two of some sort. Like if they played that game in the teens, 
I, I think it's probably not good for their confidence or, you know, their locker room camaraderie. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, if they have to go on the road for the first time in the playoffs and, and, and do it maybe more than once, I don't think this version of them is equipped to do that. But that they could, I mean, again, you look like a jackass a lot of the times, you know, fading Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But it's I, I don't know about them being able to overcome the rest of this whole thing on offense. So, Jenks, who is your Monday MVP? Who do you think it's going to be, Double D? I cannot believe the number of text messages I got this weekend regarding volleyball, and I'm not even kidding. I got two over the past few days. Those Wisconsin girls look good. Wisconsin's going to have to say something about that Texas semifinal match. Oh, is that right? <laughs> because they didn't. I watched these ladies last year win the national title, and they were disrespected by being given a number two seed this year just because they started the season five and three. How dare you punish the defending national champions? They went into Florida, and by the way, I'm so glad that this final is not in Omaha anymore because it was unfair. Nebraska has a great team every year, but last night they got swept. Just like last year, Texas pulled off the sweep. First time in college volleyball history, a women's volleyball team has swept the final in consecutive years. The pride of Katy, Texas, Madison Skinner, Longhorns, back-to-back, MVP. They deserve it. And now, all of a sudden, my phone is real quiet. Real quiet. I don't hear anybody talking to any volleyball smack me. You should know better. Longhorns, Maddie Skinner, way to get it done. How many people are you texting about women's volleyball? I did not know this about People come out of nowhere. (laughs) I swear to God. All right, so... Uh, I'm going to go off the menu, and I'm going to go for a guy that Jenks absolutely loves, and that's Baker Mayfield, the pride of Oklahoma. Uh, How did we not mention this fact? Baker Mayfield over the weekend becomes the first visiting quarterback to have a perfect passer rating playing at Lambeau Field. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, and now his Bucks are in first place in the NFC South. Do we not need to at least mention old Baker doing big things for the Bucks? Baker and the Bucks. Yeah, it's going to go to Baker Mayfield for me. Yeah, you've got to be, you've just got to be smarter with the football 
at this time of year. You want to be trending in the right direction and playing your best football this season. And Jacksonville's just kind of sitting there, and I think you nailed it, which is, are the Jags serious contenders? Kind of, on paper, because it looks like they can beat virtually anyone, and they do have a franchise quarterback, and they have weapons, and they have a good head coach. But until we see it, all they are is, you know, it's like Bill Parcells said back in the day, you are what your record says you are. And the Jaguars are a good team, but they are not a great team. And now we're getting to the point of the season where, look, you don't have a whole lot of time to sort of fix these glaring errors and become so much better. You can, but you got to do it right now. You don't want to go into the postseason limping. No, of course not. Um, I'm looking at their schedule, and I'm trying to justify this statement. And I'm not sure if the Jags can compete. With the cream and the crop, mm-hmm. because you look at that game, uh, this was back in September, maybe not a good example. Chiefs beat them 17-9. to They got absolutely smoked by the 49ers, which most teams do. But I think they're only, like, really solid win this year. And, like, all wins are solid. I should, you know, quantify my statement there. But looking at that... Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. 112-103, Sixers over the Timberwolves, 420 to go in this one. Joel Embiid is just, he, he heard us talking about MVP and he said, hold on, let me show you who the real MVP of this season is. 39 points at the end of the third quarter. I'd love to put what he has right now, but this NBA feed that has all my box scores for me has completely just crapped out. You know, I would love... This has nothing to do with any of this stuff in here. Thank you. This is is directly from the National Basketball Association. (sighs) 46-11. Thank you. Three, two steals, one block. Tyrese Maxey having himself a little quiet night as well. 33-4. Uh, and one. That's an all-star so, right there. All-star, yeah, all-star type of oh, wait, a game. Tyler Hero. Oh, 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 oh that sounded like a Tyler Tyler Hero, Hero over on points. Terry Rozier tonight, guys. Yeah. I took over 31 and a half points and assists. He finished with 32. Oh my God, it was way too close, but it feels good. Yeah, you know what? I'll I'm, take it. I'm gonna get a couple of these in here. Yeah, it too. feels good. Get it. Terry in. Rozier points. Yep. Fred Van Vliet already, even though the third quarter just started. <laughs> Duke money line. Uh, who else did we have? Seton Hall should have just took the money line. Yep. And unfortunately, though, we lost one. Colin Sexton. Yes. Done. I'm done yep. with him forever. Yep, he's dead to me. Done with him forever. Finished with 20, needed over 21 and a half. We should have hammered Creighton tonight. It's Doug McDermott night. Oh, you're right. They're retiring Doug McDermott's jersey. Dougie McBuckets. Man, he was a bucket in college. Still in the league, too. Still in the NBA. He made a nice little career. Uh, yeah, My I'd Bulls say so. drafted him. I was there. I was covering the event at the uh, Berto <laughs> Center. And I was like, I hate this pick. I absolutely hate this pick. <laughs> Everybody loved the pick. How how often in your post-Jordan era fandom have you said those words, I hate this pick at the draft for the Bulls? Every year except for I like Luol Deng. I like Joakim Noah. Well, I didn't like Joakim Noah at the time. Uh, love Derek, obviously. Right. That was, right. That was Ron Artest? That was one of the – yeah, I did. I yeah. did. And then when, I heard this, then when I heard the story that he was like trying to get a job at Circuit City to get 20% off his stereo equipment, I liked him even more. Yeah, I wanted a guy with some grit. I, uh, trying to think who else I liked. Io, I liked. I didn't really like Kobe White, but I was wrong. Gotta admit when you were wrong. Kobe White, all of a he sudden, is Michael Jordan. He just came out of Jordan. nowhere. He's been so good. I think he... I don't even know what he is. I like, think he... Uh, is he a point guard? Is he a shooting guard? The old combo guard, Tristan. Yeah, he's whatever he wants he's to be. He's a bucket all of a sudden. Know, he's like 6'1". 
I wonder and if he's he just like hates my, that. He's like Ryan's weight. He's probably like yeah. 135 pounds. So Damn, ahead. I wish I was 100. Well, no, I don't. You don't. Actually. No, I look, you I don't. I look like Christian Bale in the yeah. machinist. You don't. Yeah, you, you don't. You don't want to be that. But yeah, it's it's amazing how different the Bulls look now with Zach Levine not in the lineup. Sometimes it takes one a lot better addition by subtraction, right? Up yeah, on the it Lakers. sounds like maybe they shouldn't have. Um, okay, I don't know, Lake Show. Him. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know, I mean, like, what was the reason? What was the meaning of it? Well, now asking. it looks like the Lakers are interested in Zach Levine. Another clutch client might go to the Lakers. Uh, Zach Levine also interested in the Sacramento Kings because De'Aaron Fox, clutch client, plays on that team. I personally would not want Zach Levine on my team. Ryan, you can attest. No, I wouldn't either. Yeah. I just, I don't know Get that he's, he's just, he's a little overpaid in my opinion. Like, he's a, he's a nice player. He's an I'm, okay player. Like a young team that's going to win 30 plus games. Yeah, that, like a team that has low expectations is kind of where he's like good. He's go out and score send and then that's the it. Pistons. The Pistons, yeah, just, you send he's going to go out, he's going to get you some buckets, but it's not going to be, he's not going to make the team a winner. No. No, yeah. The, the and he doesn't like being a two or a three. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he, he wants to be the man, yeah. but he's not the type of guy to carry a team. And he dodges the smoke. Big time. Mm-hmm. Like, it looked good when he was out there with uh, DeMar and um, before, like, Lonzo got hurt. You know, because you had a traditional true point guard, and he would um, distribute the ball, make sure everybody was getting their touches. But then when he got hurt, that team completely fell apart. And that was when you saw, like, oh, this isn't going to be a thing. we got to blow this thing up. You know what I mean? But the Bulls mm-hmm. were nice with Caruso and with Lonzo healthy. They were the number one seed in the East. I mean, granted, it was for, like, two months, but. No, not even. You know, then everybody got I hurt. Think it was, I think it was, like, three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> No, they had a nice little run there. The Bulls were Bulls were looking pretty good. Let's but... look at the Lonzo Ball injury and when it happened. Yeah, he was... gosh, how long ago was that now? Uh, two and a half years now. Has it been two and a half I years? Think. All the days kind of just blended. Now. Yeah, October twenty third, twenty twenty three. Uh, oh, that was twenty twenty three. Excuse me. Not yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah, he they had a nice little run there. I want to say he played here. I'll pull it up. I want to say. Later. I mean, yeah, that Bulls team was. One of the top teams in the East when Lonzo Lonzo Ball. Look, I get it. We made uh, his dad was annoying in that peak, and now he's disappeared. And he did what he got to do. He did, made all that like got all those guys at least in the NBA one way or the other. But Lonzo Ball is a great point guard and makes guys around him better. And we saw that with the Lakers. Remember when he went down? It was right after Christmas, I think. LeBron's first year with the Lakers. I want to say they were twenty and twelve. Yeah, and and then he got hurt. Yeah. And you saw a completely different team. And that was the young Lakers still, too. Yeah, he played 35 games with the Bulls. Um, so they were the best team through 35 games. So that's, yeah. yeah, that's about 10 games yeah, so, from now. So he's averaged... Yeah, you're right, you're right. He averaged 13 points per game, though. He averaged 42% uh, from three-point land, though. That was the thing about Lonzo. Remember when he came out of UCLA, everybody thought the jumper was broke. He was yep. actually starting to develop a three-point jumper. He always had great court vision. I was a big Lonzo guy. Uh, you know, like, I know, like, not everybody loved him because of his dad, because of LeVar, but I don't know. Um, I was always a big fan of his. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it was, his dad did what he wanted to do. He wanted a lot of attention around his kids, and it worked. But, you know, Lon- I'd love to see Lonzo Ball back in the NBA, but this just, this whole knee injury thing is just, it's crazy. Say what you want about LeVar, man. All of his kids, yeah, they most of his kids got to the league. Got all his, no, well, hey, he got LiAngelo in there. He just didn't really play yeah, much. Yeah, He was on a roster, right, yeah. at the Pistons, yeah. I think. Yeah. Was it Detroit? Yeah, you know, it was Detroit, right? Sometimes those crazy dads, man. Shout out, like, you know, Tiger Woods' dad. I just watched the uh, Serena and Venus Williams movie. Oh, it's with, great. With Will Smith. It's it is. so great. It is. It is. I'm going to start doing that with Nathan. I was just going to say, are you going to be that type of dad now? I try to be. He's like, oh, dad, I want to play Fortnite. I'm like, oh, no, buddy. We're going to tie your right hand behind your... Uh... My dad wouldn't even let me 
I wasn't even allowed to shoot threes until I was. I remember there was a game where I shot like five threes, and this is like back in the day. And my dad got so pissed because he thought they were bad shots that he would make me. There was a fence that was like 15 feet, and he was like, "When you and even though the rim's obviously 10 feet, he's like, when you have the strength to get the ball over this fence 10 consecutive times, you could take more than one three in a game." So I'd sit out there like all day, like just. Chucking Hoist, it over it. Hoisting this ball at this, like, 15-foot fence. Hard to believe there was a day when the three-point shot was considered a bad shot. I should be like that, though. Nathan, get up. It's 4 a.m. <laughs> like Rocky. Yeah, yeah but kids today, right? You know yeah. how kids are today. Yeah. They just want to play their video like, games. And, and I don't blame them, man. Like, I remember growing up, I saw the movie Lawnmower Man, and I was like, oh, I want a virtual reality set. And my dad was like, here's a Lego. You know, I mean, it wasn't going to happen. My son has the Oculus. He has everything. Mm -hmm. He has the Switch. Santa's probably maybe if he's good for the next, let's see, five days, he's going to get the new PlayStation. Not that it's that new, but last year's PlayStation, it's still like 600 bucks. Santa tells me. So it's still pretty expensive. You know, the, Santa the gets elves, discounts, though. I've heard Santa gets discounts through the elves, elves. The elves really need Oklahoma to get the rest together right now, <laughs> down five. Uh, 11 minutes to go here in the first half. 14-9, North Carolina up on Oklahoma yeah. right now. All right, let's look at some survivor picks for Week 16. I mean, at this point now, if you're still in a survivor league... Ryan, are you still alive? Uh, all my, I'm done. I won the yeah, one, and I'm done. out of the other one. How much did you win? Um, I won. I ended up winning like eighteen hundred dollars. What was the What was the bet or the survivor pick that busted you in your latest? Uh, the oh no! Remember, I didn't pick one. Oh yeah. Yeah, I did, but then for some reason it didn't save, and I was a little hungover. Oh yeah, that's Joe O's. Yeah. He had no respect for you. I wouldn't have won anyway. In that one, there was a week that I would have got eliminated. Um, who would have screwed me? There was a week where I had the Packers circled, um, and I bet them pretty big couple weeks ago. I forgot who they, who, I, who did they, oh, the Broncos game. Mm -hmm. Or no, 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 the Raiders game. That was the spot that would have knocked me out anyway. Yeah, I mean, there are some people that are alive. What I love to see in these, in these, um, in the survivor pools right now are the people that, like, let's say there's three or four people left and they're like, hey, we could all be winners here. We just split the pot. We Hell just split no. it down the middle. Even if there's two people, I like the guys that are like, oh no. Nope. No. All in. I wouldn't do it either, though. Nope. You go all in. You finish what you started. But man, it's it's getting tough now, especially when you look at like some of these matchups. And now, and favors have been on a crazy run. But in these primetime games, we've seen some obviously big dogs win outright. If I was still alive, Broncos. Oh man. Well, I gotta think about this one. All right. Broncos at home to the Patriots. There might be a lot of people that have the Rams still available too, because the Rams have been up and down. Rams yeah. against the Saints. This would be a good time to too. use them. I was thinking that as well. I kind of yeah. You know what? Both are actually really good options, though. I do think that the Rams are a good option uh, against the Saints. I just two teams that right now, like I said earlier when we talked about this game, like look like they're going in different directions right now. I mean, we just had yeah. Mike Dettelier on. And he's, like, not confident about anything. Not he, at no. all. He's usually, like, you know, the, the ray of sunshine for uh, the Saints, and he can't even make the case for this team right now. Now, Jaden Daniels, different story, but the Saints, no ray of sunshine. He gave a full-on monologue for Jaden Daniels. Yeah. Go back to listen to the podcast. He's, he's got us going 14-1, to Jaden Daniels, number one overall pick. I'm going to bet that immediately, by the way. I can't, unfortunately, really? find it right now. The only quarterback, for whatever reason, I could bet right now to go number one overall is J.J. McCarthy, which tells you the, the books wow. I'm looking at. I yeah. beat at 51. Do you, do you think the Steelers have been used by a bunch of people? Because I think that's a really good pick. I know you guys are kind of on the fence with this one, but the Steelers go back home. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky's been benched. Not that Mason Rudolph is that great, but it is the Christmas season. And what did Rudolph do for Santa? And the rest of us. He saved Christmas a couple of years ago, right? 
well, not a couple of years ago, a couple decades ago, decades ago now. But, uh, you know, just with that red nose, and I think that's what Mason Rudolph's going to do as well. I think he's going to uh, throw the team on his back the same way Rudolph had to throw that sleigh, Santa, and the, uh, the rest of those idiot reindeer on his back. <laughs> And I think that's what's going to happen. Where are you going with this right now? I have no you idea. You are out of your mind. Well, I just thought just in my head. Just trying to follow this story. I just thought in my head, Mason Rudolph takes over as <laughs> starting quarterback for the Steelers. Can you Rudolph say that from the beginning? Reindeer. Oh, again? You know? I'm trying to make this the Christmas show. We didn't have a Christmas show. Everything else I watch, including like Howard Stern yesterday, Christmas show. Maybe I wanted to have a Christmas show. Well, you should have said something Hanukkah in the show. group chat. Holiday show, damn it. Well, let's do it tomorrow. Or if let's do it Friday. All right. Well, Plus I don't want to do it on Friday. Why not? You just want to give out the picks? Get in and out? Yeah, get them and quit them? Yeah. Well, we have to stay for four hours no matter what. So, All right. We'll do the holiday party Friday, I guess. Holiday show. And we'll celebrate Mason Rudolph, the red nose ring. Oh, that's what we're doing? That's so what you're saying, from? though, is right now with the way Jake Browning is playing, you're betting Mason Rudolph over Jake Browning. Yeah. I can't really do it. Really big, too. Because I can't believe price. I'm saying it, but I can't do it. No, because I just, of the numbers only, too. That's I mean, the only reason. I know. I know. Yeah, Steelers are at home in this game. I also said this last week, Mike Tomlin, he's not coaching for his job. I think if Mike Tomlin wants to be there next year, he'll be there. But also, I also think maybe Just there's maybe. a chance he won't want to be there. Nobody wants him there, it doesn't appear, does it? No. I and just don't think he gets fired. I bet he has one more year before they make a big decision like that. That Steelers organization does not like to get rid of coaches. I get why the fans are pissed off, and I'm a big Mike Tomlin guy, but he hasn't done a very good job this season. I mean, 7-7 seven and seven with that roster, I would say you could say, well, he's done a pretty good job. I mean, he's got you know Mitchell Trubisky starting games. Kenny Pickett wasn't having the season that we expected. Remember the preseason, though? You know, when Matt Canada was calling plays early on, and they were pushing the ball down the field, and it was picket to pickens and... You know, he was averaging like 12 yards per attempt on those completions. But um, the offense has been a huge letdown. The offensive line not getting a whole lot of push. But I do think that this is a good spot back home, desperation spot. They still have a shot to make the playoffs. Mike Tomlin called out his team. And now we have Jake Browning as a two-point favorite. And he's played well. I mean, he's played better than Joe Burrow. Granted, Burrow was hurt. But no Jamar Chase is a huge injury. I know it's a wide receiver, so it's not really worth a whole lot to the market, half a point a point. But with Cincinnati right now, with with Browning on their backup, not having him, now extra attention on T. Higgins on the outside. So unless you guys expect, you know, Boyd to torch them for 10 receptions, I don't know that Joe Mixon's going to have a huge game. Yeah, I like the Steelers a lot. So that's who I would use if I had available in uh, in Survivor. I would act, I would be a little bit worried about using the Bills as crazy as that sounds. You think the Bills are going to lose this game? No, but I just, I don't know. Bills I, do, are probably I, I don't think gone, they cover yeah, they got to be gone. Got to be gone. If yeah. you're at this point in the season, the Bills have got to be gone. That's why you you know like you're kind of left with scraps here. Here, don't a lot I of mean, picks. Wait, yeah. if you may have the Commanders still available, Commanders over the Jets. Anyone? I don't want to see it. Couldn't I want all it. losses. But Could not do it. What? All right. So let's put it this way. So let's say you had. I might be able to do that. Right. Like so. Let's say. Really? You, uh, I bet the Jets last week, and. I think Zach Wilson I, might be dealing with something, too, injury-wise. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a little – like, I, I don't have a good read on the Jets. The last two times I've bet the Jets, Chris, or Christmas, Thanksgiving against the uh, – or Black Friday, I should say, against the Dolphins, and then again last week against the Dolphins. Neither ended very well. I can't do it with the Jets. The two teams I hate betting the most this season, the Jets and the Panthers. Now, the Panthers are in my – they're, they're uh, on my good side right now because they covered in one outright. But the Jets, I couldn't do it, man. I also don't know that I could do it with the Commanders, though. That's such an ugly game. I know. Well, let's say you had just nothing but scraps left. You had, like, the Panthers, (laughs) the Giants, 
the Raiders left, the Packers and the Commanders. I do kind of like probably the, go Packers. I kind of like the Packers. I would go Packers. Yeah, I mean they are six and eight right now. They're not a, they're not mathematically eliminated, although they're getting pretty damn close. I expect the bounce back performance. I mean, I, mean, Matt, I don't think the Panthers are going to win another game anyway. Yeah, I mean, so Joe, that, the problem is you got Joe Barry in that defense, but I mean, see, this is why I said Packers because. I knew that even to me, that's an easy choice. I'd go it Packers if those are the teams that I've left. Come on. But I can see the struggle with you because of the Packers fandom there. Come on. And you're back down to sad Ryan again when it comes to that team. I mean, like. Take the Packers. Bryce hasn't been good, but the soft zone coverage that Joe Barry plays, he might just be able to, like, everything he does is right there in front of him. Adam Thielen might have, like, 13 catches for 18 yards. Now that, that oh, by the way, Joel Embiid, uh, 51 points, 12 rebounds. Seventh that career, just Imagine that being your whale plea is the under on him. I, <laughs> I saw the tweet you're talking about. Never. Not not once. You don't fade Joel Embiid. 120 straight Never. centers that it's went under. Yeah, the they're night. not named Joel Embiid, you dummy. We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL. Game against the Texans, in which the Texans actually had C.J. Stroud. Because that's the other thing about the AFC South. Now the Jags look like they have a clean pathway because the Texans don't have C.J. Stroud, although the Texans did win over the weekend against my Titans. So I'm not sure. I always want to believe in the Jags because there's been years past where they have played the Chiefs closely. And, you know, sometimes their defense over the past decade has really got them, uh, you know, into some big games, notably those years that they had Blake Bortles at the helm. But still, I don't yeah. know. I feel like the Jags are one of those teams that, I don't know. They're just meh. Yes, sir. If he's a game manager, uh-huh. what is Russell Wilson? Oh, he's a game destroyer. <laughs> game destroyer. He's a game, he's a game destroyer. Just ask Sean Payton. I mean, he's, <laughs> yeah. you, you saw what Sean felt about uh, about Russell after that offside play uh, there, there late in the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Ru- Russell Wilson is, uh, is a game destroyer, and, uh, and Zach Wilson takes the game out of the, you know, like back – Remember, kids, there was a time you had to put the game into the machine, (laughs) into your PlayStation or your Nintendo. You had to put it in. He takes it out, smashes it on the ground a few times, and then just looks at you like, what are you going to do about it? Because that's what happened with the New York Jets today. I don't know what you get for Justin Fields, though, right? It's what whatever a team is willing to pay. I mean, that's yeah. The Fields you get Bears, a second round pick. I can't get it. You're gonna get you're gonna get a first round pick for Justin Fields. I don't think so. No, second I would think. Second, third. I mean, it's the big unknown. Like Chicago controls, they control so much because, like you said, they're gonna have the number one pick and what they decide to do. I just cannot see them two straight years sticking with Justin Fields instead of trying to go and get their quarterback we both agree we think fields could turn out to be a really good player but i don't know jp i mean if drake may or caleb williams turns out to be an absolute monster like most think he will i mean they're gonna they're gonna regret that forever so even if the thing about it is it's like the whole bird in hand thing right is that you kind of know what you have with certain guys like justin Fields, sam Howell, and it's 50 percent at best for even the top picks so we kind of know going in, Drake May, Caleb Williams, one of those guys is probably going to bust. Right. Right. That's what we're seeing right now with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. And it's just the history of it. You can go through the drafts. Like, 
one of two is probably going to bust. Holding a, a Bengals minus three ticket holder, and I was live on air, and the emotional swings that you see as oh, a sports better. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, and this is over. I was like, oh, wait, we have life. Oh, wait, this is interesting. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and I was so happy to have pushed. I've never been more excited to <laughs> make no money before. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was an little, emotional yeah. roller coaster, but it was so fun. It was a perfect game to remind you of two things. One, why you're a fan of football, and two, why you're a fan of sports betting. to bet MGM tonight. Here are Nick Ashu, Trista Crick, and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. How about this for the Sixers? Like, we've been talking about Joel Embiid all night. 51 points, 12 rebounds. They win 127-113 over the Timberwolves. 51, but then 35 for Tyrese Maxey tonight. Yeah, they combined for, add the one, carry the two, 86 points between the two of them. That's insane, dude. Nobody else scored in double figures, by the way. <laughs> Unreal. That is crazy, man. I mean, but they're 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 balling right now, obviously. Looking good, man. Looking real good. Maybe they're a sneaky team, which is kind of hard to believe because coming into the season, I didn't know what that was going to look like. Um, yeah. Oh, well, they're more a team, like a team team, you know? Like, you look at it and say, okay, that's those are guys that all have roles. Tyrese Maxey's now got an expanded role. Kelly Oubre's been great for them. Yeah, so good. I mean, they've just... They've got the pieces in spots that actually just make it more of a team. Now, is that going to work in the playoffs? we got a long way to go, but it all really hinges on Joel Embiid anyway. Yeah, I mean, this is the probably the lowest expectations that Sixers fans have had in a long time in the, like, post-trust-the-process era, or I guess in the trust-the-process era. You thought, like, okay, Tyrese Maxey is a nice piece. Even Dan Lebitard in the summer was like, 
Tyler Hero is basically the same as Tyrese Maxey, only he's white and he is paid a little bit more. That's just very categorically false. Like, Maxey's a lot better than Tyler Hero. Right. Put up 35. He could be a third-team All-NBA guy. So you have Tyrese Maxey taking a massive jump in terms of his production, just being a full-time point guard. Joel Embiid, I think, is playing his best basketball so far through 26, 27 games. Like, and his health has been really good. He's not falling on the ground at all. He's taking a lot of these, like, elbow, mid-range, post-up, turnaround jumpers, just and also getting into the paint a little bit and dunking. A way less threes than he's used to taking, which I think is great for his efficiency. So he looks great. Maxi looks great. Obviously, the stink of Harden is gone. Tobias Harris, though, having one of the better years since he was in the, on the Clippers. And I think it all comes down to Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse has been really a revelation for this team. The fun, the positivity, the ball moving around. I think Tyrese Maxey obviously is the head of the snake for, like, good vibes. Yeah. But when you know that your role is standing in the corner and waiting for James to pass you the ball and you're supposed to be a spot-up guy as Tobias Harris and you're not supposed to put the ball on the floor at all, like, how much fun are you going to have? Probably none. Yeah, I guess my only concern about them, like, going forward against the top teams, the the Bucks and the Celtics, are, you know, did they have... Who else could get buckets, especially in the fourth quarter, other than Embiid and Maxi? You brought up, you know, Tobias Harris is averaging 16 points, playing really good basketball. Kelly Oubre is averaging 13. DeAnthony Melton, 11. But after that, there's a huge drop-off where you have, you know, Nick Batum averaging six points per game. He's only played in seven minutes. And Marcus Morris and Paul Reed and Pat Bev, like a lot of um, old dudes on that bench. So I, I just think wonder deeper, though, than Milwaukee. Yeah, I know. I just I mean, you're but, like but with Milwaukee, on... like Dame could go off for forty, Giannis could go off for forty. Let's say Middleton eventually gets right. You know what I I'm just I mean like guys that could score at the end of games. But yeah, I mean they do have pretty good depth. I feel yeah. good about Philly. I, I was, do too. Yeah. This is the best I've felt about him in a long time. It's a different coach. Makes different a big coach. difference, doesn't it? Best since I've uh, bet since I bet minus one thirty five or minus one forty five for them to beat Atlanta in that playoff series oh my God. where they where they didn't. Ben Simmons got the yips. I felt really good and about he never him that played season. Basketball ever again. And then since then, I just can't trust them. I, mean, I trust did, Embiid. You know, I mean. you know that's why I just play the Embiid futures. Embiid's so good this year. This year is his best. I know. And last year I was on it right away. This year I thought maybe he'll get off to maybe like a slow start and I could get a better number, but it just wasn't the case. Like instead he's breaking Kareem records. Well, you should have been fading Embiid tonight, right? <laughs> should have been fading him. Oh, all-time whale play. 121 all-time straight whale centers play. went under. Yeah, but they're not Joel Embiid. That's the issue, you know? Don't People overthink bets so much sometimes. Yeah. Like I see some of these where you, it's just it's Joel Embiid. You don't fade Joel Embiid. Even if there's a game where he goes under his points, guess what? It's going to happen one every ten games. It's just not worth it. Just don't do it. Anybody got anything in this uh, Celtics-Kings game that tips off? Kings money line. Kings money line. Jason Tatum's not playing. He's got his tail between his legs. Uh, he Hell of a game with the Warriors, too. Threw, threw up all over himself at the end of that game, just settling for threes. Just like I told you guys, I've said this a million times, when things get tough, whether that's the playoffs, whether that's crunch time in regular season games, all of a sudden Jason Tatum devolves into this like dribble-dribble step-back 30-footer, which is obviously not a great shot. I don't know why he does that when he's like 6 feet 10, but he does. Uh, so, yeah, I like the Kings tonight. The number's 3.5, so I just took money line. I actually am already halfway to my parlay, which is uh, Nuggets money line. I think they're about to win this they game. They won. They won. Yep. Uh, I've got the Clippers money line. They're up 20-something. And then Kings money line. That was plus 480. Man. So we're two-thirds of the way there on a little money line parlay.
Yeah, I'm going to stay away from that one. I was thinking maybe Boston, but like you said, no Tatum, no Al Horford. It's the second night of a back-to-back. Good game against Golden State last night where Steph just went off in the second half. Oh my! Kind of like Sabonis points, maybe maybe Sabonis PRA. That's a good look. The number has gone up a little bit over the last like couple of hours. I think I saw like a 36.5, and now it's like a 38.5. So that kind of movement scares me a little bit. What do you think about KP tonight? Um, same number as last night. Obviously, he didn't go in that game. Yeah, uh, going against Sacramento. See, I just I want to stay away. You know, you're probably on the right side with Sacramento money line. Everybody's going except for Alex Len. Everybody's Al- Alex Len. Everybody's active for the Kings. Yeah. And you got Boston playing on the second night of a back to back. I like that center matchup production wise for both of those guys though. If I was to take any Celtic, it would probably be KP. Same here. Same it's here. Yeah. It's a good yeah. matchup for him. Yeah. Sabonis isn't the best defender, let's be honest. With, with, you get him in early foul trouble. With yeah, Porzingis exactly. not playing, too, the other night, yeah, well, I mean, last night against the Warriors, you see like you see what he actually does bring to this team. Easy really, buckets. Yeah. Because he'll actually go to the rim. A lot of jumpers, a lot of mid-range from the Celtics in that game. Like Just settling for jump shots, not going to the basket. Porzingis is willing to do that. And then he's going to shoot from 30 feet out, too. Easy layups, easy dunks, putbacks. Just those those buckets that you need down the stretch. Yep. Yeah. Every bucket can't be a difficult ISO bucket or you're just eventually going to lose games. Yeah, I actually, man, I, I was going to play it, and they bumped <laughs> it up to 21.5. Wow. So KP, 21.5. Sabonis, 18.5. I like Sabonis' number so better. Do I. Um, last one I wanted to ask you guys about. Derek White might be the best player in the league. I'm only half joking <laughs> right I was, now. I was, saying that, I was thinking that same thing. 17 like, and a half is his point prop. And it's minus 125 to the over. Wow. Him or Keegan Murray, I'm playing one of the two. What's Keegan's number? 16 and a half minus 130 to that the over. That was 13 and a half earlier today. Yeah. There's some crazy line 17 and a half is too high for Derek White. I know he put up 30 against Golden State, but he had 10 against Orlando, 19 against Orlando before that. Yeah. I hate this. They played Orlando twice and then Cleveland twice back-to-back. They're thinking weird. about that Sacramento Kings non-perimeter defense. Yeah. I'd rather go PRA with them. Yeah, I agree. That's what I've been doing. That's been hitting a lot is PRA. Just give yourself the insurance of, like, 14 or 15 points, but you're going to see a few more rebounds and assists. Yeah, I'll know? play that. I'm going to play that really small, and, uh, yeah, I'll stay away from everything else in this one. I got... Unfortunately, Oklahoma down double digits right now to Carolina, so I need them to get their stuff together. <laughs> and I need the Rockets to close this one out. Only up 94-92. Fred Van Vliet already goes over his points. So it could be a decent night. I don't I don't really have a great look on that last one. I don't want to lose money on it. Like last night I was going to fade the Warriors, and then I was kind of like kicking myself on the way home, got home, and Steph let him <laughs> back. And I was like, dang. Luka, too, by the way, 21 points at halftime for the Mavs. We talked about that that prop going up to 37 and a half in some places. He's on pace for well, 42. I Luke, tell you what. Luca's another guy. I mean, it's Embiid, you don't I'm I'm not taking unders. Luca, I'm not steals. taking unders. Just stay away. I had a uh, Jokic steal uh and it's not it's going to bust the parlay. It's really it's really going to be the thing that bust the parlay. If Luca hits his 40 points and everything else cashes cuz it looks like the bet that I had in last game uh, with the Sixers, obviously I had Joel Embiid points, and that cashed. But boy, oh boy, it, yep, I think, yep, I think that's going to be the one thing that kills me. Steel props are risky. You're brave throwing those in parlays. Yeah, they are. So, I mean, when they hit, it's great, but man, it's it's getting that one right. You're like, oh, it's just one, it's just one, but and sometimes they let you down. I should have just taken Nuggets to cover the number instead of Nuggets to win, and Nikola Jokic to have one steal because. Oh, Embiid, 32-and-a-half. Luka Doncic over 38-and-a-half, which he already has 20 in the first half. Kawhi Leonard, 25. What does Kawhi have right now? 
Uh, right now, Kawhi's at. Let me check it up. I got it up, pulled up really quickly. Oh, I think it was fourteen. Hold 14 on, fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. Half, so yeah, that 14. looks great. James Harden over eight and a half assists. Oh, I almost cussed bad. He has seven assists already. Ooh, That's I good. almost said the Lord's name in vain with the damn. Can't do that. Can't do that. Gosh uh, darn it. That's the one, right? I can do that one? That's the one. Gosh darn it. By golly gee, Jokic. How come you can't just steal the ball? Steal it. All your teammates stole it. Every single one. KCP had three. Julian Strother had two. How does Julian Strother steal the ball twice and Jokic none? It's Jokic, a hustle guy. Come on. The hustle guy's got to do their yeah, thing. Yeah, Jokic doesn't need to go out there. He's like, I show. don't need to do that. Defense. Like, yeah, guys 30 and 20 and 8 every night. These uh, Toronto 30, Raptors don't deserve my respect and my defense. He has hit before tonight in 8 of 10 games. And listen, the last time he didn't hit was when he got ejected. That was the last time I took a steal prop. Maybe he's done. Maybe he's on the list. He's on the list. He's on the list. Some people, when they go on the rebounds. list, they need to be there and stay. You're saying that I put him on the list and he didn't stay? Colin, no, I'm saying oh. sometimes, occasionally, we can pull people off the list, but they've got to earn the right to be pulled off the list. Colin Sexton is stay. on the list. Oh, yeah, he's on the list. He's on the list for us now. Look, with Yusuf Nurkic, who's been there all year. Once he failed me twice and, and killed two parlays, the last leg not going over his rebounds, I said, that's it. That's it. You're on the list. I'm done with you. Yeah, I... I got a couple guys on my list this year. Yeah. Um, I got some teams on my list. I, I'm figuring out in the NBA you just want to bet favorites, it yep. turns out, because, yep. I mean, like you said, the reason that you didn't take the spread with the Nuggets is because that line made no sense. And it, it made even no kept going sense. down. It closed at like three, three and a half. Um, I'm like, how am I getting the Nuggets fully healthy Yeah. at the crib? Yeah, which made me think that they were going to lose that game outright. And uh, they What's didn't. going and, on And they here? covered the number. Yeah, and it was like that um, same thing, Utah. Uh, against Cleveland without Donovan Mitchell. Didn't matter. One and covered the number. Yeah, maybe I should just be betting favorites in this league, huh? Your Bulls weren't a favorite, though. They right? won. No, and they're, they're up 101-89 right now on the Lakers. Yeah. Oh, my God. Houston came back. And, yeah. 198 against Atlanta. Yeah, God. Fred Van Vliet's got 27. Wow. Uh, Van Vliet was a great addition to this team. Everybody laughed at the Dylan Brooks and Van Vliet signings. It's made them a better team. Yes. For sure. The head coach getting them to play defense makes a difference, too. But... Those guys, you added a veteran presence. I know Dylan Brooks is a pain in the ass. I don't like the guy. He's obnoxious and way over the top, but he plays defense, and he brought a toughness to this team that they didn't have before. Along with Ime Udoka, who says all kinds of things about refs and goes after LeBron and doesn't care about anything. I love Ime. Yeah. I, I do, mean, too. Can't even get mad at it. He's he's He has completely changed just the attitude of this Rockets team. They're respectable now. Yeah. Remember last year? I mean, they were bad, but they were, like, really, really bad. Yeah. Played no defense. Now Nothing. they're an effort team. But Jay, crazy to see. Jalen Green's kind of in the doghouse there. He's not playing well, and you can tell Ime Udoka not happy with the shot selection that's there. Mm-mm-mm. All right, final hour coming up. It's Ben MGM tonight. Tristan, Nick, and Ryan are taking a break to catch up on their bets. Don't go anywhere. There's plenty more on BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.